and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. We are talking season three, episode 10, Ridicule. So it was so easy for you to do that. I was like, today. thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by Felicia Michelle. Hello, Felicia. Hello, ladies. Hello. And Taylor Gates is here. I am. I sure am. Like Great. it or not. <laughs> Yep, Taylor showed up. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, if you've never watched our show before, please uh, make sure you have reached out to Rain if you need help. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. If you were assaulted or um, you know need to talk to somebody, please, Rain is there for you. They're a wonderful organization. Again, that number is 1-800-656-4673. What does it that hope. spell? Oh. It spells hope. Yeah, Felicia, I wasn't sorry. sure who was gonna do it. Uh, we were eyeing each other the whole time. You were I saying know, that like if, we, if you if she's... you saw us laughing, it's not because it's a joking matter. It's because Felicia and I have a rivalry going here. Who can say that first? <laughs> Look, and the best part about it is, I knew I wasn't gonna say it. I just wanted to let you have your moment of anxiety. Just... I might say it, so I knew I wasn't going to. I was like, <laughs> I you're was just like, baiting me, just baiting already, me. God, already off the rails. <laughs> I can't. All right. Uh, again, if you are new here, sometimes we make jokes. You know, we're talking about a very important hotline. And yet, more important is the competition between Felicia and Taylor. Maybe, um, yeah. Maybe not as important, but more it's, important. it's important. It's yes. important, though. <laughs> so consider this your content warning. Sometimes we say things that are not timed right, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've been warned. Uh, usually I have a quick cap. This episode, I'm going to be real honest. The What is written on IMDb was written by a fan, and therefore it does not count as a quick cap, and I will not accept it. So this is season three, episode 10, Ridicule. Uh, it is known as the one where Casey Novak was a, a rapist and murderer. Yeah. Um, it's the one with the male stripper where they talk about um, if a man can be raped by a woman, which um, and of course he can. I just want to say that right up front. He yeah, very right. much can, despite what Elliot Stabler wants to say. Um, this is also the one with the what I what you know about the law I can fit in the palm of my hand. That is the one. <laughs> so if you're not sure which episode we're doing, I literally just told you. Yes. Cool. Um so. what did you guys think of this episode, Felicia? I came to a really, really unpopular opinion. I think if I get kicked out of the episode, it's because of this opinion. I don't like Elliot Stabler. I'm done. I'm done. I I was just like, you know what? I think because of the time era that the show originally came on, that he was this, yeah, like he's the best one on here. And I'm like, no, you were actually the worst one. You were the most, at this point, you're like, you know, we've seen later on that he becomes more evolved, but like he still holds a lot of those hyper masculine uh, societal norms or stereotypes to be true, to be very true. So much so that he's like, how? And he's like, and he doesn't even understand the concept. Like it's three people against one person. Doesn't matter what their gender is. It's like three people. I, I agree. I think you're totally right. I think it's fair. Uh, specifically, <laughs> um, I will say it. This episode, it, you know, this is season three. It reminds me um, how far Elliot has come. Not to say that he is now 
much further, but he has moved. He, I don't think would hold these ideals <laughs> as strongly uh, in 2021. But he but would this, still question it. He would still not go to believe. I still don't believe he would go to believe first because even he'll, in future episodes with different topics, he'll say like, oh, well, I know that can happen, but I know absolutely. this is but like it's personally, it's hard for him to conceptualize, even though he knows the truth about it because he works in sex crimes. No, I agree with you. And I think that, you know, this episode was in 2001. Um, it was season three. And and he maybe is supposed to be the voice of most people because mm. most people do believe that. Um, I think that's, and I think all of your, all of your statements are very fair. Uh, Taylor, what did you think? I'm going to be honest. I was a little nervous about this one because my sweet spot is like season like six and seven forward. And like the early ones are not usually my favorite, but I was like surprised at how much I really enjoyed this one. It had some of that like interesting world stuff with the auto erotic. Oh, oh don't you worry. I'm going to teach us all about auto erotic asphyxiation. Very interesting to me. I really liked that we had an Alex storyline of her like having to sit second chair. I thought that was really like fun. I love Diane Neal like as Casey and here I just like love her as an actress. It was really fun to see her play um, the villain and I love Paige Turco too. So to see her play the villain was really fun. So I don't know. I really liked this episode and thought it was really interesting. And I agree with you. I was not happy with Mr. Elliot Stabler, but I do think that it was kind of a voice for what a lot of people were probably thinking nowadays too, but especially in 2001 when it aired. So I think that it was almost necessary for him to like play the bad guy in this case, just so we could punch hold of it. Yeah, uh, Jennifer in the chat says, agreed Felicia about Stabler, but I guess they always did have someone play devil's advocate. Yeah, so Jennifer's agreeing with both of you. Welcome, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, Jennifer. I I agree with you all a lot. I think that um, I think that times have changed, but also people have not. Um, I think that we have seen Stabler grow. I think that he does get to be that character for the audience to see through because people do believe. You know, even in the... Um, the hearing about dismissal, you know, the, the question about penetration comes up because that is a part of um, the definition, the legal definition of rape. And so I think that's very interesting. Um, I picked this episode for a couple of reasons for us to do this. One, because we literally talked about it last week about how um, Casey Novak, you originally was a rapist um, as uh, Amelia Chase. But um, I, I also picked it because I know that Taylor doesn't like to do older ones. So I, I know like, I don't dislike them. I just like usually like the later ones better. But I did like this one a lot. So maybe that's not true anymore. Maybe I just need to rewatch a lot of the older ones. Yeah, maybe Yale just needs to force you to do the older maybe. ones. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. If you like Novak, you'll like Cabot too. Like I haven't really seen people mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't like. Usually if fans or people watch a show like one, they like the other. Um, although... Case Novak is what the longest running a female ADA in the series. Like she had more seasons than anybody else, and she's come back too. Um, I actually looked that up. So like while I was watching the episode, I'm gonna give you all a little tea a little later whenever Yell gives me the cue as to why she left and where she is and why we haven't seen her. Because I was watching it, I was like, this woman's amazing. Like um, because I, you know we know her as you know we know and love her as ADA, but like watching her as you know a rapist, an admitted rapist, and she was into some real freaky shit and tried to lie about it, like she wasn't into the freaky shit. Okay, Maybe. so let's talk, about, let's talk about that. Yeah, right now. yeah. Let's um, just get first it. of all, 
first of all, I want to be very clear. Kind of on a scarf. As much as Felicia is shaming you right now, we do not kink shame here. Uh, as long as everyone is consenting well, adults, we support celebrating. it. I wanted to wear my scarf in solidarity. I love it. I love it. Um, I have so much news about um, autoerotic asphyxiation that I want to talk about it. So we'll talk about that right now, and then we'll talk about I the episode. It. Okay, everybody. It's time for Sex Ed with Yell. Uh, <laughs> because so here's what is fascinating in this episode. I, the the our victim, Sydney Green, um, is murdered and is staged to look like she died accidentally through autoerotic asphyxiation. So let me define those words. Um, autoerotic, uh, autoeroticism means the sexual gratification obtained solely through the stimulation of oneself, of one's own body. And then I went, is that not masturbation? And yeah. yes, it is the scientific term for masturbation. So yeah. autoeroticism is masturbation. Asphyxiation, that's the, the key here. Asphyxiation is uh, choking. The state of asphyxia intentionally induced by the smothering or strangling of oneself. So autoerotic asphyxiation is when you like to choke yourself to uh, get off. We're getting like linguistic too. Not only is this sex ed, this is language. Like I feel... <laughs> We're getting Greek roots up in this bitch. Like, I love it. Yeah. So um, what I found very interesting is through the episode, I noticed that a lot of the characters would would reference the, the way she died as autoerotic. They were like, oh, she died. You know, autoerotic people are into this. And autoerotic people are into that. And I went, that is not correct. They were like, oh, autoerotic people use a scarf. And I went, no. No, people who are into autoerotic asphyxiation, it's very specific. They're into this yeah. type because, like I just said, autoerotic means masturbation. So not everyone who masturbates uses a scarf. And then could there be other uh, types of things that people do by themselves that Absolutely. are like that are not asphyxiation, that are just, you know, self-pleasing acts, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, I, yeah, it didn't. It they kinked shame. I didn't kink shame. They kinked oh, they shame, kink shame so much. She shamed herself, which I thought was really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. It was very clever that Amelia Chase said she was like, "Yeah, no, she was into weird things like you know, autoerotic asphyxiation. I've never tried it." Let me pull up my turtleneck. Did anybody, yeah, did anybody go back and look to see if she always had had on a turtleneck and a scarf? Because I did. I look, went back and I was like. Yes. Did she always have, she, I was like, she did. She always did. She had a collared shirt on too. Or I was like, she did. I thought was, one of the turtlenecks was a little low, but I don't know about where the, the rope goes on your neck. I, I mean, don't have I guess, in my apartment or my room. Right. They were trying to, I guess, say that, that that she would tie it low. Um, Hilariously, I do have a scar on my neck and I want to be very clear that it has nothing to do with that. Okay. I, yeah, I just good. realized that I can see my scar. And I was like, oh my God, I hope people don't think. Um, although if you do think that, that's wonderful. No, that's not my thing. But thank Yell you. said method acting to talk about this episode. I went to a deep dive in my research. Sure, I had to find out for myself. No, I know for a very, I know for a fact that I'm not into asphyxiation. Um, so therefore would not be doing this myself. Just throwing that out there for anybody who's wondering. It's just, it's very, very interesting that they were all these super powerful women, super successful. That's how it is. That's and, and I, 
I, I don't know. I still was like, maybe there's something around the corner that it's not them or something is different. Like, I think you really want to not believe that women are capable of doing things like that because most people go to women, you know, we tell kids, Hey, if you're in trouble, like, you know, you should probably go, like, go to a woman. Like you tell like, because women are typically more nurturing, mm. but not these heifers. They were crazy. <laughs> um, they were. And I just thought it was just so interesting because they essentially really took on the personality of rapists that we've seen so many times. I'm untouchable. You can't do anything to me. I'm powerful. You're nothing. Um, he was a sex worker. Essentially, you know, he's in the business of sex work. I mean, I Absolutely. don't think sex work, but I know some people include but it, it in sex work. Um, but I, I mean, and they treated him like crap. Like, you know, she said, like, they threw the money. It was so funny when they were in court. Was like, oh, she threw the money on him after. So, do you raped him? And it was really just an exchange for her. And I was like, but isn't prostitution illegal? Is it um, not illegal? Is it not? Is it just not illegal in the in the Dick Wolf universe? It's illegal. It's, it's illegal. It's just not. It's illegal. It's just not part of the the case. Uh, but I I agree with you. I think that you know they. What I love about this episode specifically is that if you flipped everything, it wouldn't. It would have been open and shut. Three. If it was three guys raped a stripper, a female stripper, open and shut. No one would question it. And I think that. Well, however, though. I, I don't think that's necessarily all true because there is a sex work element of it. So that's why I thought of this episode was really interesting because not only did they have a male victim, but they had to be a sex worker too, which I feel like today we have a lot of those cases. Like even in the season we just watched where like, they're like, oh, well, sure. she was a stripper. She was prostitute. Like, and so- Sorry, let me clarify. Uh, I think that the detectives wouldn't have questioned taking the case. I mean, yeah, no, true. jury 100% would still have an issue- uh, the jury would still have an issue convicting, but I think that our cops, had yeah, this been true. flipped, there would have been no question whether they took the case or, mm. or wanted to. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, sorry, go on. Apologies. No, that's all I wanted to say. Like, I just thought it was, in 2001, the fact that they had that combination of people, I was like, wow, that was, I, I don't know, that just surprised me that they did that all the way back then. Like, that was 20 years ago, and there was interesting that they brought up and i was like what um women's rage is really growing yeah, what what was that can someone explain that to me i was like am i, I was like, am I too deep into this um when elias is down with with the psychiatrist and he's like oh well this happens and then there it was mentioned another time too in the episode where it's like women's rage like women are becoming more like men right and they can be uh, that way, more rage, more more violence. Like they violated him. Like she used a letter opener to try to back him into a corner, yeah. handcuffed him. You know, these are not typical things that you think of a woman as you know doing. Mm -hmm. But I thought that whole like women's rage thing was interesting. Yeah, the exact quote is. Female rage is a growth industry. And then Huang says price of equality. And I said, what are you talking about? I did not get that either. I did not get that either. I wrote it down to be like, someone teaches to me like I'm four years old because I don't know I, what that means. I believe it, but not how they're applying it. I think women are sick. I think women are enraged. Women are sick of the shit they've had to deal with for decades upon decades upon decades. And then I guess you see in the beginning of the early 2000s, women really start to be not just in the workforce, but like, bosses like these women are bosses they're at like the top of what they're of, of their industries they're making money like they're you know so 
and look at what happened to to um to Cabot. She was put second on a case that nobody even wanted before to some man. And that's and I'm like, if you're talking about that kind of rage, I can understand that kind of rage. It's kind of rage that makes me be like, I'm not going on a date with you. You said something stupid as hell, and you probably have some can't can man type of mentality. And there's that's my rage, but like rage to like um sexually assault somebody? No. Punch them in the face. Ah, maybe, but not. <laughs> you're you're both right. It's so interesting because literally that scene was Wong explaining toxic masculinity to Stabler. He was like, mm-hmm. you know, men are taught not to hit a woman. Men are taught to bottle up their emotions. Men are taught not to show their feelings. Uh, and he's explaining this in a really great way. And then it takes a weird turn where... He says that, um, but he does say something interesting. He says, I wouldn't be surprised if there are more male victims out there, which, yes, we do know about that. Um, Jennifer in the chat says, um, they were shaming powerful women Mm -hmm. a bit, and I felt some misogyny in the episode, definitely. And I think that that is definitely, you know, a part of 2001. Like, that was, you know, we still had a lot to learn um, about things. This is just like basically, it's like the patriarchy harms every single person who lives under it, is what this episode yes. said to me, basically. Like, men aren't believed when bad things happen to them, and then women are treated like garbage, no matter their industry, no matter, like, it's just no one wins under it. Hot ass mess. Yeah. Um, I very much agree. Uh, I have a, th- a question for you all that you all probably, maybe maybe you know the answer, if not. Hi, Morris. Morris said he agrees too. Yeah. I Thank appreciate you, Morris. Him popping in. Um, so during the trial, um, Pam Adler, in, she steps up to, to question the witness, to question the victim. And I realized, because this they like interrupt everything at this moment, is this the first time, because this is season three, is this the first mm-hmm. time we've seen a rapist question their victim on SVU? Oh, it might be. I was going to say. Because mm-hmm. the way that they addressed it. like well, it when was, the first time. Mm-hmm. The very first time, yeah. And it feels like it was the first time because the way everyone was like, what is she doing? How could she do this? Oh, everybody in their mom jumped up like, oh, hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> what are you doing? 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 <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, oh, interesting. Um, also, the part where they revealed that he filed a civil suit for $5 million because he wanted to know their names um, reminded me very much of the episode with the Italian diplomat. Um, yes, when he was where, back and forth. No, oh, not that one. That's a really good one, too. Flight, such a good one. Um, no, I was thinking of the other Italian diplomat uh, who uh, it was. There's a lot of them, honestly. Well, listen, listen, whenever Mariska can get her Italian in, they let right. her get an opportunity on. So, you know, I'm here yeah. for it. Um, the one specifically, actually, that one was French. That was Flight, and it was French, and it was the Epstein story, which is really wild because it was before everyone knew who Epstein was. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, no, the episode I'm thinking of is the Italian diplomat who rapes the maid, um, mm-hmm. the, the African maid, and uh, yes. her, and they get the phone call with her friend. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It just reminded me of that. It's great episode, episode, though. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's the, we talked about that episode recently because oh the the line that stuck with me from that episode is uh, when she spit it out, and he said, "That's the difference between like and love." Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a rough one. Yeah. That's anyway, nasty. Uh, yeah. Um, we're jumping around this episode, so I'm like, let's find my other discussion. <laughs> oh, oh, so the thing I wanted to say was really interesting about the guy because as you go, like, obviously you're like, oh, he did it. Like he offed her. Like she did this horrible thing to him, and it would not to say it would be in his right, but it's an understandable. Mm -hmm. linear thought of how you get from that action happening to you wanting someone to no longer exist on the face of the earth makes perfect sense but when we saw him he had a puppy in his hand and i instantly was like nah it's not it's not him because There's remember home, home he animals wanted, or something right he wanted to give the money to the animal the shelter. shelter if he want yeah. and i was like and then he grew up with money, so he's not motivated by money. Money doesn't mean anything to him. He went and did a whole program, a dramatic arts program that his parents wouldn't pay for. So obviously, if you're willing to go out and deviate when you know you have a support system like that, like money is not probably, you're well off. You've always had money. So not having money, when you haven't had money, you were a stripper. Like you were making money stripping. Like, I don't Stripers know. Like good money. I mean, it was smart how he did that, though. I never mm -hmm. even thought about that. I knew he was holding something back, but I thought it was that he had had a sexual relationship, maybe. I mean, I have seen this episode, but, but it was a long time ago. But if that he maybe had a sexual relationship of consent with somebody or... But not that he would, like, hurt anybody. He was, like, one to hug puppies and act. Um, I want to talk about Warner for a second, um, because she was at some conference and we had some assistant who was not helpful. Um, and then when she comes back, she's like, look, he's good. She literally goes, he's good, but he isn't imaginative. And I'm like, what are you trying, what are you saying, Warner? What are you saying? And then we learn that she says female autoerotics are rare. Again, this is me pointing out that she means autoerotic asphyxiation, not just people, because <laughs> females who masturbate is not, uh, not rare. Facts you're learning here on the SVG podcast. Definitely necessary. Absolutely. Um, and then she says that it's habit forming, uh, which I find very interesting. That if that's what you're into, it's a habit forming thing. I don't know if that's true or not. I would love anyone who's in that community to tell us. Um, but she says that if you know, if this is something you're doing consistently, you'll have a towel or a six scarf, a silk scarf to keep the rope from chafing, um, which is why alternatively. We've seen when we find out that later it was Amelia um, who did this and she's always wearing a scarf or a turtleneck. That is how we know she does not use a towel or silk scarf. It's a really like very small details that they plant in beautifully. Um, yeah, that was really, that was cool. Like you go back and watch, you're like, oh, it's like a little Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a part where they check out the scene and CSU didn't dust the whole beam, the whole ceiling oh, for prints. It's I brilliant. It, I was so, it was so smart, but it made me wonder when they got up to dust the fan for prints, did they not also touch the beam and realize that they needed mm. support? It just tells me that they're not good at their jobs. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I, I love it. I always love it when they're like, oh, there's that one thing they didn't look for, like dust drawer. I always think that's really fun where they're like, oh, they didn't open that drawer though. <laughs> like they didn't just that part of the ceiling. I, I always love it when that happens. I'm like, wow. I also, Elliot's face during that recreation of that, them trying to figure out that scene when he got that, and he said, oh. <laughs> she said, yeah, just in a couple seconds, you'd be, you'd be knocked out. He was like, 
Just let me show you. I want to believe that. I want to believe that that was a very genuine response and not mm-hmm. just acting because it did happen really fast. And she went mm-hmm. like, oh, snap. Like she, you know, in two seconds was like literally gone. I mean, not dead yet, but gone. Cause yeah. Out. Imagine your friends doing that to you though. Like you're, think about it. They probably oh, been to the- brunches, birthday dinners. You probably borrowed some money from me. I might have borrowed some money from you. We want our way up. We're supporting each other as these strong women coming up in a hard city, one of the hardest cities to live in. Not as hard as LA, but one of the hardest cities to live in. And then you want to come over here and kill me? I'm haunting you. I'm haunting you. I'm haunting you. I'm haunting- I love it because it reminds me that you just said that of one of my personal faves that everyone knows where Casey's the lawyer on it, which is mean where like the group of girls stuff the girl in the back of the truck, like yeah. just women turning on other women. Like, is that feminist of me to like? Like, no, but is it interesting? It sure is. So here we are. I think, and I'll be very, very transparent because because a lot of women, not all women, but because a lot of women have a huge capacity to be nurturers and super compassionate and all those wonderful warm things, it comes on a spectrum and sometimes it swings the other way. And when you do something, you make it swing the other way or something happens maybe neurologically, something happens, a life event, something happens that changes that and it swings the other way. As kind, compassionate, nice, sweet, loving, evil, mean, spiteful, petty, like vicious. Like, like I would say like men are a lot of men like who are like that, you know, who are rapists or they're very much so rough, gruff with it. Right. A lot of women who are predators are much more softer with the way that they go about it too. They're a lot more heavy, better manipulators, but once they get past that point, they can be just women can be just as vicious, actually, if not more vicious than men. I wanted to point out something earlier I forgot about when we were talking about how mm-hmm. not a lot of male victims come forward. I truly have talking to people, getting older, learning about more people, more way more way more people live their lives. I realize that a lot of men don't realize that they were actually assaulted. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of men, this happens to them when they're very young, 12, 13, 14 like not necessarily prepubescent, but certainly at the beginning of um, at, of teenage years and definitely not at the age of consent and definitely not at the age where their body's fully developed or they're developed enough to make that decision. And they look at it like, oh, she wanted me. She wanted me. She wanted this. And it's like, no, your sister's friend should not have been having sex with you when she was 18 and you were 14. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. She's a pedophile. Yeah, you know, like, really good point. You're grown somebody else, woman who you might look at and think, oh, she's really attractive and you think that she's hot, but you don't know any better because you don't have the cognitive um, ability to see that this is wrong because she's in a position of power over me as an adult. That always, I think of like student-teacher relationships with like male teachers versus female teachers. Like that is so, I feel like really encompasses exactly what you're talking about. I went to the school where female teachers did things. Yeah. consequences and female teachers got fired like which is a consequence but it's not like jail time or losing the way you can make a livelihood like yeah so you perfectly bring it back to this episode um because there was a discussion um where um 
Finn says three women at the same time. Most guys would call that lucky. And Ben says you're saying that men are sex hounds or women can only feel violated. That's gender bias. Um, so yeah, it's this, you know, we've talked about um, in other episodes where there's a, a student who is assaulted by a female teacher and, and usually at least in the show, the father is like, it's cool. Um, High five and the dude and stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, like, oh, one of my favorite episodes is the one that was the, um, it was the Lindsay Lohan slash Amanda Bynes story um, with the girl who was an actress who like was drunk. The and, Star episode, and that girl had died because he held her head down underwater. Yes, underwater. Oh my God, such a good episode. What, such is good. what episode is that? I'm like drawing I believe a blank. it's now called I Producer it. Back End. Oh, 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 okay. And he had only like gotten away with it because he had taped an audition outside in one particular that's how they got him that's how they got him like on everything else mm. yes it was producers back end um and it was doo, 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 season season 16 episode three 16. We, um, that. Uh, we definitely covered it uh on our previous network because I kept calling it something else, but also there was an entire discussion about how this underwater sex game worked, and then we got yelled at because we discussed the details for too long. I don't so remember. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> because I couldn't, I didn't understand the point, but I, it's fine. We need to know. <laughs> Control, cruelty, dominance. No, no, I meant, sorry, I meant the pleasure point. Like, I don't get. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. All right. So in the end, Amelia testifies. Um, we find out the like whole story is that Pam and Amelia didn't like this guy she was marrying because they thought that he was some like... Um, some, like her. Yeah, gold digger. But it turned out that they met in rehab. Uh, they were apparently not good friends if they didn't know a, they didn't know that she was in NA and in rehab. And B, they killed um, her. They killed her. But well. C, she planned her own shower. <laughs> yeah, that's so mean. That I would not be cold right there. I would not. If I were planning my own shower, you know who wouldn't be invited? The girls the who were supposed who to plan my shower. Yeah. That, yeah, she was like, yeah, he, he was marrying some loser. She arranged the whole thing, whatever. Like, yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. I that is weird because I think about that. I have friends who are getting married now, and I'm I'm thinking like, oh, I gotta do their shower. We gotta do this thing, or when are they gonna do this? Like, you know. And it's like not even my thing. I'm not getting married. Nothing. I'm not getting, so you know. So it's so weird. They're just ter- they were just terrible women. I um I'm gonna need uh, you do me a favor though, Taylor. Oh, okay. I'm gonna need you to write. Oh God. What happened to? the other woman. I need you to write what happens to Adler. You need to come up with something that happens to her because she goes to jail. Gosh. She gets arrested for murder. Okay. For but she got arrested. We didn't see her go to jail. And that was the That's worst. True. Can I say that was the worst negotiation of years I've ever saw at the end of the episode. I was like, what? You know how how negotiations like, I what? love Adler's lawyer. Yeah, um, I I want to talk what, in the words of Kamala Harris I think we should have that conversation, okay? Because I said something there. Am I crazy? No, I'm not. Because it was right there, right in front of me. 
What There's something say? fruity going on there. See, I knew she was going to say that. I knew she was going to I'm sorry, but did you see the way they spoke to each other? Oh, and That's she was like, not... oh, a formidable opponent, and she, like, hit her arm. Oh, you're, you're, sh- you're shipping Maddox and Cabot. Yeah, kind of. Okay, just clarifying. All right, go on. That is, that is rival to lover's excellence right there. Is that Maddox's first uh, time, first appearance? It seems show. like it. The way that she her red hair, in. I was like, Power. I know, I know. But we know when we when we see her, we're in for something. We're and I was like, oh, there she is. She's about to come and flip something on its head, disturb it, like you know, which is great because you always want like we have strong ADAs, but you want like strong attorneys to go against them, or else this is gonna be a boring show. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking to see if this is her first episode, but um, I went to I've, the bar together. It's, and she's sorry, but she's on cabbage. You're gonna pick up the, the check. I was like, right. that this is not her first episode. Behavior. Is it okay? Cool, oh, that's, that's her first episode on SVU. Um, I'm looking if previously she was on original. That's cool. She's great. I love her. She's so yeah. confident, like exactly as you should be. She comes in, like, I don't want you to win, but like, I do want you to come in. She changes a good fight. Every time she's on the show, mm. she's strong. Now she's not my favorite. Sometimes when I see her, she wasn't my favorite this episode. But um, she was great in this episode. No, like her character, like as a personal, like oh, liking or not. Yeah. Oh, her performance was phenomenal. She always a great performer. Yes, you believe um, it. You love her. You hate that, it. You like it. That actress is CCH Pounder. Uh, for those who don't know, she's. I think I've met her once. She was very nice. She oh, she is a, she's a badass. I love her. Um, all right. Do we have any other thoughts about the specific episode or shall we continue with the rest of our show? I don't I'm think I have my notes. notes. All right. Uh, shall we get to our favorite lines? I have so many. So someone else needs to go first. Or else I I'll take I, all of them. I have Grab three. Right, okay, see. I have like 10, so don't be mm-hmm. bad. Um, so <laughs> my first one is when Elliot, when they're still in the room with the body, and he says, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. That was my first one going to cross the list. <laughs> so good. Because it's true, guys. That's why I said uh, autoeroticism is very common. And it's not rare amongst women. Um I also have the part where um, the Emmy, who's not Warner, says we call it gentle strangulation, and I think it was that's comforting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then my other one is really like the whole performance uh, that Diane Neal does as uh, Amelia Chase when she's finding out that she's going to jail. She Mm -hmm. says, "Crunch your numbers again. By the time I get out, I'll be eligible for a senior citizen discount," and also. Something she does with her hand in that scene, I don't know what it is, but I love it. She like, it's like she's listening, but she's like, it's like a weird <laughs> hand thing and I don't know how to explain it. And for our audio listeners, you can't see what I'm doing, but I love it. I love what she does with her hand. Rewatch that scene, right? Just rewatch it. It's kind of like she's. I was like, like, what is she doing? And I was like, "Mm, we got to focus. Something else is about to happen. I I want to say I would also watch the hell out of Diane Neal just like being a day trader, like being a stock market person. Because that scene where she's like on her computer with like the German guy or whatever, it's like I love this. (laughs) I love it so much. 
they tried to pick like the most like foreign-ish sounding name, Klaus. Yeah. Klaus, is this the, the series of unfortunate events? Like, is it gonna hold Klaus? Uh, those books and those, I love that. Um, Felicia, do you have any lines? Yeah, I do. I have one because this happened right that. before. So Cabot is talking to the former prosecutor, and he's like, "Oh, are you gonna ask our boss?" She's like, "I don't have to. Sex crimes is my purview." And then they fast forward. You gonna sit on second chair? I was like, oh. I was like you had to feel salty as hell when that. Because <laughs> you were like, I don't have to check with anybody. I'm not checking with nobody. I don't have to check with anybody. Like, no, now you do. You know well, that scene where she gets put second chair. That is like, if I understand correctly, that scene is a classic Law and Order scene, and I hmm. feel like. We barely got those on SVU, and mm. why? And and I'm kind of glad because I like that our show moved away from uh, the mothership. But like, watching it now, I'm like, oh wow, this was a staple in in the year 2001. This kind of scene, so weird. I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, the Dick Wolf universe collectively has never shied away from putting women in power, and then from actually acknowledging that with that power comes certain um, side effects, not from you, but from how other people treat you and how other people mm -hmm. interact with you and how other women who are also in leadership interact with you. They've never been shy about calling that out. So I can definitely appreciate that um, about the show. And, and again, they always put women in leadership positions. I mean, I'm not just talking about Law and Order SVU, but just in the Dick Wolf universe in totality, Chicago Med. Um, you get that out of here. Uh, Don't you any ever other lines? say that. That's <laughs> it. So like, Don't um, you ever say that. <laughs> so uh, you, I, we, I think all three of us had that stabler live. You have to do something right. You got to do it yourself. Do yeah. Because it's, it's amazing. It's honestly the the smartest thing he said the entire episode. And that's so true. And uh, the whole other time I was like, shut the hell up. It, that's all enough right. out of you. What um, is, all right. What do you got, Taylor? Take um, your shirt off. Be quiet. <laughs> wow. We usually reserve that energy for Peter Stone, but um, I love that you brought it back here too. Uh, choking isn't the kind of thing you share with friends and family. <laughs> like, not fair, true. I guess. Not true. Maybe not true, but I did. I just like out of context. No, that's a great I really line. I'm just like you like cookies or something. Choking isn't I, the kind look. of thing you share with friends and family. <laughs> like you know, you don't share that. Like it was a toothbrush or something, a razor. <laughs> The oh. thing is, I'm sorry, I have to talk about this line because I literally was like, no, I got, I know which friends of mine are into this and I know which ones aren't. You are very open with your friends. <laughs> but my friends feel open with me. Jennifer says, thank you, Jennifer, in the chat. Friends, yes. Family, yeah, okay, no. that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's actually a fair distinction right there. Um, right, go on. That would be <laughs> awkward at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, hey. <laughs> How y'all doing? Um, you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I don't know, but yeah. whatever. Um, he's an artist with questionable talent. I was like, that would wreck me if someone said that about me. Like, I just thought that was the biggest, like, savage burn ever. He's an artist with questionable talent. I was like, oh. um, we've already spoken on that a little bit. What you know about the law, I can fit in the palm of my hand. And the fact she says it twice, like, she says it, and then they reference that she said it to him. I was yeah. like, oh, I hate this bitch, but I do love that line. That line um, is so good. It is so good. Um, it's also it, something I've started saying to people. <laughs> what you know about the log is in the palm of my hand. Um, it's good. It's a great line. Because uh, as we know, I have 22 seasons of law. Right. Like, they don't know what we know. 
Right. Um, $50,000, that's still a lot of money. In Manhattan, don't kid me. <laughs> I was like, that's also a pretty good point. Like, I wouldn't turn my nose up at it, but like, yeah, it's not going to buy you any, like, buy you property in Manhattan or anything. No, but you um, got rent covered for a bit. Yeah, for, for a good while. But I just thought, like, he was so sad. In Manhattan, don't kid me. Um, save the wit for your friends, Miss Cabot. <laughs> Get her and collect her. Um, and then finally, your generosity overwhelms me because just that whole final theme with Alex and Maddox is just like, I love them. I know I ship it so hard. Thank you. I, me too. I, the whole time, I was just like, listen, am I imagining this? I'm sure I am. But am I going to bring it up and have the gay agenda on the show? Yes, every week. Absolutely. As I should. That's what I'm here for. Um, so this episode was, I guess, ripped from some headlines. I have some information for us. And I'm going with, I guess, because I don't know that I necessarily accept this as a headline that it took from, but fine. Um, okay. So this is the... Um, this is the uh, case is known as the Mormon Sex in Chains case. Um, and it was the case of a uh, sexual assault and kidnap by an American woman of a young Mormon missionary named Kirk. Oh. Um, yeah. So this happened in the 70s. 1977. A young Mormon missionary, Kirk Anderson, went missing um, in, oh, I guess this was in the UK? I'm still figuring this out. Maybe not. Is this? No, maybe not. It was here. Um, he was abducted outside of a church, a Mormon church, um, and <coughs> using a fake gun and chloroform. And three days later, he was freed. And he reported that he was um, held against his will, chained to a bed in a cottage where this woman um, attempted to seduce and rape him. So if you would like to check that out, you can um, check that out. Oh, it did happen That's, in England. Yeah. This did happen in England. All right. Um, yeah, you can check this out if you would like to. Uh, the Mormon Sex and Chains case. Open your eye. Everybody open their eyeballs. Because Elliot, if Elliot... Elliot is like, like you said, I totally agree now. I'm thinking about it. He was the voice of the average uninformed person, right? The mm -hmm. average person who doesn't work in this thing. Just keep keep your eyeballs open. Watch out for strange behaviors with people. Ask people if they're okay, because they might not be. You don't know. People might actually be around their rapists. We know that rape usually occurs between people who know each other. So you just mm -hmm. literally never know. So um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for your friends, because I know I do. This show makes me really more conscience conscious of like when I talk to people when I talk to them about different things and like their reactions how they're me and y'all talked about this I like study people sometimes like how they react to certain things how they do things like why do they do that how they act when certain people come around like mm. just open up your eyes it's happening all around us it's happening yeah, yeah. um so it's that is the case and we leave. I don't believe that that case is the case that this inspired but that is a case yeah, that that's happened. that's like not a lot of similarities besides the male victim, I would think. Right. Well, I guess that. We don't get a lot of men coming forward to talk about being sure. raped. There's no, there's probably more, there's definitely more people. There's yeah. definitely more. I'm just saying, I don't think that's what it ripped from. Anyway, not the point. Alicia, <clears throat> I'm supposed to give you a sign. It's time for you to tell us something. Oh, it's time for me. Okay, so you Okay, so you I don't know what it is. 
this is so I was like in my head I'm like okay we always talk about like who our who our favorite ADA is right you know we we I think all of us have a differing opinion depending probably upon the day you're asking all of us um I'm consistent we know Novak so I'm a loyal (laughs) so Novak is the is the has been the longest running female ADA that we've seen. I think she was in seasons five to nine, and then she came back like thirteen. Like she's made other appearances through this, right? And so when she left the show, people didn't know why she left the show. Like she just like, why would you leave? You're like one of the best ADAs. Unfortunately, it seems like Diane um, in her personal life. It's the reason why this happened. So she was with this guy who's a magician. His name's GB Ben. She tried, she broke off their relationship. She filed a lawsuit against him, accusing him of physically and sexually abusing her, stalking her, sabotaging her career, and even killing her dog. Oh my God. Whoa. In turn, JB went and filed a countersuit and claims that Diane, um, uh, at her, and she claims he only did this to destroy her character, but he said things in his suit, like she said that everyone at SVU were horrible, they were awful people, except for Ice-T, um, <laughs> that, and that, listen, and that, and that I'm she- sorry, but Ice-T just that came every, me. Okay. She's, <laughs> it's not funny, it's not. She's claiming that- Y'all, I can't get it out. She's claiming that sorry, she's claiming in his lawsuit that she said, right? So he's saying that Diane said, quote, that everyone in the industry was awful, stupid, un- unkind, and that, quote, Marshka Hart Hardate was a total bitch. So, Whoa. yeah. Um, I, so that she's basically. Weird been struggling dealing with this guy since she's been on the show so people are just hopefully she can like resolve these personal affairs so that she can get back to focusing on acting oh and I just am, I'm just gonna put that out there to say this like PSA don't envy anybody because you literally never know what someone's going through she's on a show being an advocate for victims of domestic violence and sexual abuse and she herself has mm-hmm. experienced this or you know says she has experiences at the yeah. that she loved so i'm just saying like a lot of times people look at those situations and they think oh that person couldn't have that or that that couldn't happen to them but it did so i really like her and i was wondering why she's not in more i mean she's been in, like suits i know she's been in suits but like why she hasn't been in more things her star just seemed like mm-hmm. it should just be so astronomical at this point it's hard to wrap your head around that so wow. in the last few years a lot of us has, have learned um, that when you wonder whatever happened to that actress, specifically a female actress, the story is almost always awful. It is yeah. almost always um, the case of some sort of sexual assault, sexual abuse. You know, one of the things that we learned in the past few years is a lot of times you'd go, whatever happened to that actor or the actress? And you'd find out it's because they were assaulted by Harvey Weinstein or mm-hmm. Cosby or any of these people. Um, and so anytime someone has asked me, whatever happened to that actress? I go, Ooh, I have a bad feeling. Yeah. You're going to go down a rabbit hole and find something you don't want to know. Um, well, that's exactly what happened today as I was rewatching the episode. And I was just like, it made me so sad because, I mean, 
I'm working for a dream. You two are working for a dream, you know, and you get to the space where you're in Law and Order SVU. You're this noted character that everybody knows. How do you even tell anybody that happens to you? I thought about and I thought about that again because I was watching the Tina Turner documentary. I know it doesn't have anything to do with the price of tea Mm -hmm. in China, but it's a very good documentary about how people endure, especially women endure through habitual Mm -hmm. rebellion habitual trauma they continue to entertain show up um so yeah that's what happened so i I hope that everything is better with her and that we can see her really like get to her highest potential because i truly believe she's a very talented actress um Mm -hmm. and i can't believe that she would be asked back to the dick wolf universe if she wasn't a good person because they always work with the same people we know hollywood is nothing and if they don't like you you're not coming back so for her to be there so long come back and make a guest appearance i don't believe what her ex is trying to say about her feelings about the people on Law Order. I think also, I mean, not to give credit to her ex, but like, if you want to destroy someone, yeah, publicly, like, this is what they said about their coworkers. Yeah, like, way to destroy sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Marishka? Oh. No. People sing her pr- absolute praises from the tops of the on camera and off camera about how great yeah. she is. So I was like, oh, he's, he's definitely lying. Right. He's yeah. a magician, so maybe he can make himself disappear. Well, thank you, Felicia, for bringing us this uh, this information. I mean, there was that fun part where we all started laughing. (laughs) I was like a nervous laugh, you know? No, but it is, I I mean. (laughs) What? Throw Uh, that in there. It's just. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's time for our weekly poll. (laughs) There is. So. That's fine. Last week. We said, hey, what's your favorite episode with an orange is the new black actor? And we have in fourth place, Transitions, which is season 10, episode 14. In third place, Home Invasions. You need to put some respect on Home Invasions name, but that's fine. It's third place with 18.8% of the vote. And second place was Vest. With 31.3% of the vote. That's a and great episode. It's good. It is good. Honestly, all of these were good. I wouldn't be mad if any of them won. But Educated Guests actually won, um, uh, which is the one we talked about. And it's an amazing episode. So it just did deserve that gold medal. Fun. Why does my Where's choice you? always get second place? Like every time. Sorry. Okay, my choice never wins. Yeah, y'all's choice never wins. Yeah. Tell it. Look, if, if you're listening to us on iTunes, thank you. We greatly appreciate it. But what you're missing out of the video format is that whenever Taylor does the, the <laughs> weekly poll, Yell's face will decide if she agrees with it or not. <laughs> she would not so agree cool. with y'all. She would not. No, I th- the fact that, whatever, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Taylor, tell us about this week's poll. So, this week's poll, um, I'm posing the question What's your favorite episode with a guest star before there were a series regular? So we, of course, have this one that we just talked about, really cool. That is with Diane Neal, who goes on to play Casey Novak, of course. Um, we have Outsider, which is season eight, episode 12. That's the one with Kelly Giddish, that, who obviously plays um, Amanda Rollins now. And, and then we also have Monsters <laughs> Legacy. Sorry. Yes, but also. No, no, Kelly Giddish was the person. My college. Was, yes, I understand. But Cal Penn. I just want to throw that out there. Is, okay. What do you recognize it for? Whatever. Do you want to take over the poll? Yeah. <laughs> no, I doubt. I doubt. You're doing great. Great. So, hush. We also have Monsters Legacy, which is the one with 
Peter Scanavino, who plays a little greasy, greasy man. And then I have other comment below, which currently has um, a couple votes and yet no one has commented below. So make sure to do that or else I'm not gonna know what you're talking about and it's gonna ruin my life. So we'll tell you where to find that and, and me in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> that yeah, was a very bad segue, but I tried. You did great. Um, I I wonder if people are putting other when they mean none of the above. Oh, that would be sad. But like, that's why they're not putting another. I guess. Well, well I guess. I the poll, I'll find you or I'll hunt you down. The poll is pick one of these. It's one of these yes. is the best. Which of these, one is, the of best? these is the best? Other is, oh, this person was this person before this. Yeah. I'm going to put that. What you don't okay. know is I was about to go to Twitter and just vote for other, but I'm not going to do that. Because I see said, why? Seriously. I now I want other to win. <laughs> I'm literally going to exit out of here and I will no, not return. No, no, we're sorry. We're not, trying to blow, we're not trying to blow up the poll. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> All right. It's time for our favorite I segment. Can't. The best segment that we always forget about. What did we learn? Did we learn. Okay. Would you like me to start? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I learned about all of the different terms in the word, or all the different, I guess, etymology of autoerotic asphyxiation. Okay. Um, and I learned that if people uh, who participate in this um, do not use a scarf or towel to avoid chafing, then they will wear a turtleneck or scarf to cover the evidence that they did not use something. That said, I think it would be smarter for them to just start using so whatever if i'm just saying use a scarf people don't they sell silk ropes yeah absolutely not i'm saying sure that for any particular reason but i just I'm pretty sure that they do <laughs> i mean i'm in this episode specifically once they arrest amelia they say that they found autoerotic um paraphernalia in her home and i'm like what did you find ropes <laughs> and belts like that seems like something you'd have at home. Literature. Yeah. This is like 2020. This is like not 20. This is not a 2020 situation. This is 2001. Thank you. Um, so maybe there was like an actual physical article or oh. something like that. A Google search of a computer, you know, sure. because that's the only thing I could think that they would do. Because I'm like, where, how would you know she right. does? She has ropes in her house. Yeah, I have rope, but everyone knows I'm not into choking. Common knowledge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Taylor and I's faces were actually hilarious. Please, you have to go like, and screenshot that. That's what funny. did you all learn? Well, besides the part where they were like trying to change the law and like the law bias about like men versus women and like what the actual you know definition of rape is and like how that impacts everything. I thought that was a really interesting conversation. I also learned when I see someone with a turtleneck on, I'm gonna be a little sus. Oh my god, I think that yeah. every time I'm gonna be a little sus. I, like, and not in a bad way. I'll just be like, good for you. Honestly, glad you glad you got them. I just want to clarify that some people who are into asphyxiation, it doesn't have to be autoerotic. It's so that they do it with a partner. Um, yeah. I just want oh, to throw that out there. Door sex. That's like number one thing, I think. One of them. I mean, oh, it's a thing porn okay. has tried to convince us that everyone's into. Oh, porn's not real sex. 
I know. Somebody was telling me that they were with some guy and he started joking her and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, is that what girls like? No. Talk about it. Please talk about it before you put your hands around someone's neck. Secondhand embarrassment is horrible. You know what's crazy though? Not crazy, but I always ask for consent before I do things with people now. That's not crazy. That should be standard. (laughs) So I mean, like, I'm like, I'm like, do you hug? Because I like to hug. Do you like to hug? That's good. That's wonderful. But even... Even in even during sex, I'll you know it has been uh, really recently, but I will ask like, Good. hey, do you are you like is that okay? And then people be looking at me like I'm crazy as hell, and I'm like, why yeah. are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Look, no, I used to say normal. I used to say people want to always talk about how like you know it ruins the mood or whatever. I'm like, not if you're doing it right. Not if you're like you like this. What do you think about? No. Can I do this? You want me to try this? <laughs> And sometimes you just need a break and be like, hey, is that okay? Like, I just, I'm actually just trying to find out real fast that okay. Right. Like, if you're Why already- Why is hurting? Doesn't ruin the mood. I think I it's like, like a- Normalizing consent and asking every single person if you can touch them or not should completely be normalized. Um, says yeah. it's sad that it's not normal. And I, I do think that Yo's got her phone sex voice on to, to demonstrate. Oh, yeah, she, she, she got a yeah. side job, y'all. First of all, that's, Ooh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's not my fun sex voice. Yeah, first you got me hot, yell with all respect. See, like, Jennifer put respect on it, too. Uh, with all respect. Hey, with all due respect. <laughs> all due respect. Man, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Taylor, did you, did you tell us what you learned? Or did Felicia? I did. I talked about sure. the, the law bias, oh, and law. also when I Felicia? see some of the turtle act. Oh, I, I, I didn't know what I learned. Oh, I just—it just really, really reinforced to me um, that consent is for everyone. Um, and I also want to go ahead and extend that just a bit further because maybe not in the sexual sense, but consent is extended to everyone. That includes kids. Kids don't owe you no fucking hug, okay? Mm-hmm. And I mean that with all due disrespect. They don't owe you a hug. They don't owe you anything. You yeah. kids are very loving naturally. Let them greet you how they want to. It's about ownership of your body. It's about self autonomy. It's about understanding that this belongs to you. It doesn't belong to the world. So just don't touch people and don't force people to do stuff. I don't like when the whole like, oh, go over there and give such and such a hug and a kiss. We're about to go. Like, no. <laughs> my niece, my I'm like, oh, go say bye. However you want to say bye. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes kids don't want to, they, they might not, they might have hugged you, but they don't want to hug again. Just yeah. ask for consent, people's bodies, understanding that anybody can be um, a victim, including a six foot, 170 pound uh, dude in really good shape. So just keeping in mind that like, from my perspective as a woman, I see sex crimes like this, but from the perspective of the, of the whole encompass thing, there are more people than women suffering I want to talk about that kids thing really quick because um, I get into discussions so for those who don't know my parents are foreign um, so they don't understand a lot of American culture things um, and so we've had discussions about like you know kids greeting family members and and a lot of times my dad gets mad when the news is like you know kids today are being taught that they don't have to hug and kiss their family and he he gets very upset about it because like culturally you know my yeah. family everyone kisses everyone um and i think the thing that people forget and I'm talking to my dad now who doesn't watch this show um is 
when you teach a child that it is okay to say no, what you do is you're teaching that child if they're ever in a situation that is unsafe, that is not mm-hmm. in hugging hello, that is somebody taking advantage of their body, they understand that it's wrong. They understand that they can say no. They understand that this happens and they can tell somebody, this is what I didn't want. Yeah. So we have to we have to tell our kids that it's okay. Our kids like I have them. Oh you gotta tell them um, you're like my child don't owe you a hug or anything. Right. They, now they owe you yeah. respect to speak to you when they see you. That's just yes. plain respect. But, but they do hug. not have to hug you and kiss you hello. In your lap dead. If they know that they don't have to do that, then if somebody forces them to do that, they now understand that that was not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Jennifer, uh, who's agreeing with a lot of shit we're saying today, uh, says, um, I love this conversation. We are too often pressured to do things uh, against what we want because of politeness. Oh, women having to be nice to men who are like being weird to them. I got this new thing, y'all, and oh. I people look at my butt and I stare at them and I look crazy. I make some crazy ass face at them. I'll be like, I'll wait. I'll like sit my shoulder like on my chin and wait mm-hmm. and I'll go like that and I'll do that. <laughs> and um, it gets them every time. Oh, I, when I get cat called, I will shout with like a disgusted face. I will shout, no, <laughs> because I want it to be like, clear that I am repulsed. I literally got cat called the other day wearing like a full it doesn't matter would you maybe three hours of sleep i was like your taste is so questionable <laughs> so sir this not the time i have any makeup on what you caught me on a bad day too like there's just nothing to see here also, it's just like, it's so arbitrary it's flavor. just not about anything like you're not really my flavor dude not really into that but no yeah no that's too. i was just like sir i think <laughs> we on. talked about it before about uh sending unsolicited day pics and dms um so we talked about how that's never worked. Um, I will also say catcalling. I've never, ever heard of that working. I've never no. heard of that turning into a relationship. He yelled at me down the street that, hey, shorty with the fat ass, turn around. And I turned around and it was love at first sight. Uh, that oh God. never happened. I'm right. sure maybe not never, but if it did, it was a straight up anomaly and you was never. tripping. I'm, I'm guessing like, never. I can't imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. We lots of things you said, though, With all that said, though, we do appreciate orgasms, but orgasms with consent. So keep an eye oh. out for that. <laughs> uh, it's available now. So nice segue. Oh, so that was good. Was, I didn't even know what you're so doing. I understood Ooh. where it was going. It was great. Uh, for those wow. who don't know, we have started making weird ass merch that you it's can wild. purchase. Um, available now. So inspired by season one, episode four, Hysteria, um, you can get <laughs> a t-shirt or sticker or I think I, the pillows are really nice um, oh. that are a prescription for orgasms as needed with consent. The link for that is in the description below. Um, <laughs> nicely done, Felicia. I'm so impressed. That was so um, smooth. It was so well, smooth. Well, I just hope that the, or- the, the, the orgasms with consent works out because I, per- I said 
we should you can totally be prescribed orgasms. I was like, but you just need that. And I really truly believe that. Like I really truly believe a medical doctor should be like, you know what? I'm not getting enough. You let me see if let me see if I can pull up. This prescription pad is over. I'm writing prescriptions for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if I can pull up this merch and show it to you. Just impersonating a doctor casually. It's really for good reason. I think we're all sex positive people here. Um, I don't think any of us are like not anti sex. Don't have sex. I don't think any single person on this panel is. But we are just and just do it with consent. Always so here's uh, our current collection of things. You can get a solitary <laughs> jeans onesie, justice for snowball sticker, oh or the orga- orgasms prescribed. Um, let me show you the pillow because it's my favorite one. Um, oh wait, does it? Oh, it only comes up as the sticker. Hold on, where's the pillow version of this? If you go down, it should be like also available. Oh. No, hold on. I'm the fact I'm gonna have to get the pillow and put it on my couch. I have, I have to get one. I have to get one. You have to. That is really so. That is funny. Okay, here it is. Oh, okay, you can get it in any of these forms. <laughs> Look at that! I love the model. <laughs> but All this one's my favorite. The pillow, right? the pillow. Oh, the pillow is really cool. That's if you got PayPal, look, you can do four interest-free payments. You don't have to pay all that right now. That's only five dollars and some change. Don't know the change. Went to public school in New Jersey, but I'm sure it's just five and some change. Um, so funny. It's um, all of our stuff. I'm gonna be honest. I lowered the percentage um that we get from it so that it's cheaper for everybody because we are not selling this to make money. We're selling this because we thought it was hilarious. We're not um, doing this for fame. We're doing it for impact. I forget what that quote is, but I do like to say it all the time. Oh, that's nice. I'm not um, doing this for fame. I'm doing it for impact. I need you to figure out who said that. So I, when I use it. I got it, you. I, I'll Google it right now. Thanks. Um, I Yeah. So if you would like to get yourself an orgasms prescribed t-shirt or pillow. The pillow really is, I think. I, no, I almost bought one. Cool. It's a, oh, it's a, a very good gift. It's a Lady Gaga tweet. I didn't do this for fame. I did it for impact. And I don't know what it's in context of, but she did say that. So, okay. I could I don't know who said it, but okay. It was who? It's fine. It's fine. Lady Gaga's great. Uh, so, well, are we doing Lady Gaga slander now? Is that what's happening? So that's I'm the end of this episode. I get it. I get it. All the fun in House of Gucci, but okay. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. Uh, this is a different. Uh, we got the merch in the link below. Um, Taylor, where can everyone keep up with you and find the poll? Oh yes, you can find me and the poll on Twitter at alpha underscore and you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also host a Twilight podcast called Women Forks. We just finished reading the first book, so all of those are available right now. And then you can also find me writing stuff on Showsnub and covering Nine Perfect Strangers. If you Love Nicole Kidman doing crazy accents, wearing crazy wigs, not blinking ever. Um, you'll like those articles. I love that show. I really love that I show. I'm going to wait till it's all out. I don't want to. It's wild. It's a wild time. Week to week. And um, Regina, Regina um, Hall is in it. Yeah. She's so good, too. And Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. It's an amazing cast. All right. Felicia, where are you at these days? And what are you up to? 
what am I up to these days? First off, I feel like I just been wearing these glasses every single day of my damn life. I've been working, y'all. Okay, so I uh, you can find me on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle, or if you're on Twitter, I ain't really on there, but it's Felicia Michelle on air on Twitter. I am working. I do a uh, talk show airs every single day throughout the Caribbean. It's called Talk It Up. It's a talk show. We talk about different politics. We talk about politics. We bring people on an interview. There's music. It's a really good time. You can download the MBT app on all Roku devices. It's free to download. You can check us out, plus other really cool shows that they have on the network. Um, I also uh, work with Yell. Again, I can't get rid of her. We work <laughs> I'm like herpes. The leverage, the leverage, well, the leverage redemption. <laughs> Sorry, not herpes. <laughs> the leverage redemption, uh, the official leverage redemption uh, pot, a very distinctive podcast. Child, I can't even get it out because she's making me laugh. So we do the after show for that, and it's really cool. And um, we're on episode, we're on like seven just just came out, so it's really fun. Best Reads Grass is on there, and she's awesome, and um, it's just really fun experience. So if you enjoy Leverage and shit, even if you haven't watched Leverage Redemption yet, like you could still watch the show, and you're gonna have some spoilers, but it's fun, and you find a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So if you have um, Roku, again, you can download that. That is the electric. Now app on there, yeah. Now look, girl, they can see you mouthing it to me. Are you? Did you see I'm trying to feed me my lines like a stage mom? You can download that for free too if on Android, <laughs> Roku, and um, and Apple. You see her trying to see the stage mom. Did y'all saw her. Trying to help. I'm trying to help. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm yeah, Yell Teagle. I'm Yell yeah, Teagle. I am everywhere. I yell Teagle. <laughs> It's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Uh, what am I up to? I have a show on the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube channel called Hollywood Approved. Basically, we go, what have you watched this week? And then we talk about that. And then we fan cast shit. Um, so it's really fun. I also, um, all episodes of Super Lady Hero Hour are now available on podcast format. So if you want to check out our review for Suicide Squad or um, uh, Black Widow or any superhero show, we are... Oh, good. Um, <laughs> Check out our review at the Super Lady Hero Hour on um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, here, every Sunday, we've released um, or have prepped out the next few episodes, so be sure to keep track of that. Make sure you've subscribed here to Fanversation um, so you don't miss it. Look at that. Um, Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. Get that thumbs up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm on Instagram. It's a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures uh, of me. So, you know, if that's what you're into, fine. But if not, it it's a lot. Um, I'm into it. Oh, thank you. My mom yeah. was like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" Oh my, my mom's God. not into it. Guys' <laughs> parents just not get it. And I'm like, "Why do you take so many pictures of yourself? You take pictures of yourself every day? Sometimes, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, if yeah. I'm wearing makeup, I'm taking pictures. So um, trust me, new pictures coming. Um, thank you again to everybody who listens. We really love everybody who's on our live chat. Um, we had some live people here today. I want to give out some shout outs. Of course, Jennifer, who was giving us all our thoughts. Um, Jasmine, uh, who was also here. Thank you so much. Um, and everyone on listening to the audio version. We appreciate you as well. Uh, I very much appreciate that. And we should do something special for them. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do something special. I'll we'll figure, figure it out. We will. Uh, um, we'll, we'll rest our head on the on the um, orgasms with consent pillow and we'll ponder on it. Dream something up. 
<laughs> awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.